0: Welcome to the Sales 411 from the 412. My name is Dan Hirsch, and I'm sitting with Dan Altieri, Director of Sales Development at Evalua. Today, we're talking about the role of sales development and how to find the right candidate for your organization and sales development team. You know, we're we're looking approximately every week at about 25 companies data to to see if we need to alter course if we're on course where we are tracking towards goals um, that's that's a, a pivotal piece to this and I think that's that's part of the difference right where where back in the day whatever day this is you had field sales reps that got in the car got on an airplane went to the hospital system went to the school district went to the to the corporate office of whoever they were trying to sell to And they could have one meeting, two or three meetings a day. Obviously, they they were doing emails and phone calls um, in between, but that was limited because of travel. The other side to that, the polar opposite, is the concept of telemarketing, which is just pound the phones, get on the phone, or email, or or whatever, social media even. But it's doing these one or two activities just constantly and a barrage of them um, until you find something that sticks. It sounds to me like we share a fundamental view of, of the world of sales development, which is you need to have both. You need Certainly. to have that quantity. So whether it's 400 or 300 or 200, that's different than five. But you shouldn't have a thousand. Because that's, that's just then canned no approach to it, no thought. And I love, I love how you brought up using your, using your subject matter experts, using your account executives. Um, that's fundamental. You need to be an expert in your position and understand your industry, just like the, the top sales guy in your company. You may not be closing. Your team does not close, but it sounds to me like you're looking at it. Um, you're not looking at it like a lesser role or like a role that can can be so much more junior that you can just bring someone in and they're succeeding by day two. Sounds to me like you're putting a lot of effort into the quality that you provide.
1: Yeah. And, and look, when I hire people, I'm not hiring them just to be in sales development. I'm looking for early talent. I'm looking for the right person that just wasn't in the right vehicle because I think so much of sales development and this runs counterintuitive uh, to a lot of companies out there I'm looking for talent in different places Uh, because in order to grow an organization that has a complex sale you need people that can come in and that don't have the pressure of an account executive that don't have the pressure of a solutions consultant or a higher level role and can simply focus on how do I get people's attention by, by understanding and being able to condense and curate the information about the product. Because I can't tell you how many account executives I've seen that you can tell they just, they haven't gotten a chance to really learn the product and how successful can they really be in that? And that's where I think sales development, starting at that level, I identify people that I could see going to the next level and I give them an opportunity where they're at to be able to just learn the basics and then move up from there.
0: So if you approach your candidate selection by by growth potential, by, by curiosity, by ability to learn, I assume probably also some, some fundamental pieces when it comes to the role itself. Um, uh, you, you interview a lot of people. And I know that about you and I know that's been a big part of your last year. How do you, how do you put all of those things together to make really good decisions?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've got a lot of mentors. Uh Warren Buffett is actually one of my mentors. Now you might say, how is, wow, this guy must be really special. How is Warren Buffett, this guy's mentor? It's easy. I read what he writes, right? He says, hey, work with people you admire, people that you trust, people that you respect. It's, it's difficult to always know who you can trust, Right. It's it's difficult from a first impression to know who you can respect or even admire. Um, But if you couldn't see those things happening or if there's something that happens in that process that you don't trust, respect or admire, uh, you need to move on. You know, and again, it goes back to prospecting. You have to have when I when I hire, I want to take as many interviews as possible. Uh You know, I I actually want to give people the benefit, benefit of the doubt. Uh, I've had people, my recruiters, people on my team are like, why are you interviewing this person? Why are you bringing this person in? Sure. Said, because you, you don't know, you don't know until you have a meeting with someone. If they sound good on the phone, that's one part of it. Uh-huh. A lot of people sound good on the phone. Uh, but just by having that meeting, uh, you can tell a lot about how does that person present themselves? Does that person have confidence? that person doesn't exhibit some sort of confidence in themselves who they know a tremendous amount about probably more than anyone else in the world. <laughs> how, how, how is it, how I is hope. it then? Yeah. How is it then if they don't understand themselves, how is it that they could understand your product and represent your product well? Right? Certainly. So that, that That's part of it. There are a lot of different factors I you know, I wish I could, I wish I could, boil all of them down to a science. Some of it is just, Hey, would you want to work with this person? Sounds simple, right? But do you, do you want to work with this person? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's as simple as that. And look, let's, let's be real. Uh, economy's doing pretty good right now. And because the economy's doing good uh, there are a lot of people that aren't necessarily looking to make a move because their companies can take care of themselves. So the, the danger you can get into when you're building a team is to, is to make, is to make a hire because you have, you know, you have a role to fill, you have numbers to hit and you make a hire that you don't feel good about. I would much rather not hire that person and feel a little bit behind and build a good team because you know, what's going to happen a month, two months, three months down the road, you're going to find a much better candidate and you might not have a spot for them. And you're going to say, Oh, you know, it's kind of like if you're, you know, if you're, if you're in high school or or, or whatever, and you're, you're dating someone that you really don't like, but that that's who you have that special, someone comes along and, and and you're with somebody else and, and, oh, it's a bad spot. So look, be patient, be selective, wait for the people that you want and don't make a hiring compromise.
0: It's really interesting. So as you're telling this story i'm thinking about one of the one of the most paramount challenges we've had at engaged prospect in the past 5 years and i think it's a challenge because of our business model and also because i wasn't necessarily prepared to face the challenge so my career was Similar to yours in in many respects in terms of, of growing into new roles relatively quickly, working for amazing companies that that provided the experience and the, the ability for me to kind of learn and develop as I went. and And here I find myself in an organization where part of what we do, I'd say about half of what we do is sales outsourcing. So what that means is a company says I want to build a sales development team, like what you are, or I want to build a, a full-blown inside sales approach where we're closing business or whatever it might be. I need to grow, is what they say. And so my job is to, to match them with one of my employees. So I go out and hire an employee. They become the sales rep or multiple people for the team, become sales reps for this company, and they, they focus on driving new business why I bring this story up and it's not really about me, but it's, it's interesting how you're phrasing this. So the challenge I've had is to fill customer need and we don't keep people on staff if they're not tied to, to an account. Right. Um, so, so I get company XYZ that says, Hey, um, we've been, you know, lollygagging for the last six months on pulling the trigger with you guys, but we're ready. Can you start Monday? (laughs) And we, scramble to try to fill that. It's not recruiting, right? I'm not just filling a role. I need to work with this person. I need to, all of the things you're discussing about hiring, can I work with this person? Will they grow? Will they learn? Will they possibly move up in my organization? Those are all questions I have too. At the same point, it's like, can I wait two months to get somebody that's the right fit in the seat? And will that potential contracts still be there when I find them. And so many times, not so many, it's not, we're not, you know, a $2 billion organization, but at, at least close, a handful we're close. of times. Yeah, we're, so I mean, <laughs> after after McGregor comes on and Warren Buffett <laughs> comes on to this podcast, there he go. certainly will be. <laughs> so, so many times, truthfully, we've, we've sped along the process to satisfy the requests of our clients only to find out that it wasn't the right decision. And conversely for a different topic in a different episode, probably we've also always battled the challenge of when do you pull the trigger on, on parting ways with somebody. And when it's not just directly impacting your organization, but also others, that's also challenging.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, it's, you're in a different spot too.
0: You're talking, inter- I mean, it's so interesting. You're, you're discussing really putting critical thought into the human talent selection, which comes from your, your background, right? As a recruiter, as a sales rep, and as a manager of sales development representatives, you understand how important human capital is. And, and it goes so much for the
1: culture. Oh my goodness, the culture yeah. changes one person One hire. That's it. It's all it takes to change a culture. That's it. If I said, Dan, if I said 10 really nice things about you right now, and then I followed it up with number 11, which is, you know, if if we were walking together down the street and I knew somebody, you know, Dan, I'd be embarrassed to be seen with you. If I said that after I said 10 really nice things, what are you going to remember? It only takes one thing. That's right.
0: That's right. I mean, for the purpose of today, though, I'd probably, I'd be happy to hear the 10 things and then I would edit out number 11. <laughs> so feel free at any moment to <laughs> say 10 really nicely. No, you, you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. The culture can be impacted. It, people, people remember, in every relationship, business culture is no different. In every relationship, people remember the one thing you did and easily forget the 10 great things that you, you were there for.
1: That's right. You know, my, 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 going back to my mentor, Warren Buffett, he says <laughs> it can take 20 years to build a reputation and you can lose it in five minutes. Interesting. Right. So much easier uh, to, to break something than it is to build something. Right. So, right. It, but, but, I, but look uh, in your situation um, that's tough, you know, and, and if I could uh, encourage you in any way, it would be: Is there anything before you make a hire that could be done internally to almost ramp it? Right? You, you've got a customer. Let's say, let's say I'm a customer, and I say, "Hey, I I want I want somebody by Monday." Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you're in a really difficult spot because you know how difficult it is to find really good people that match your culture, that match character, that match all those things. Really important, right? is start thinking, is there anything you can do to kind of ramp that? You know, do you have somebody on that just does the tippity top of the funnel, right? Just somebody that's sending emails, right? From a marketing perspective, maybe uh, maybe they're not taking the first call, right? Maybe they set a meeting for somebody that's internal, something to help them or or look, uh, pull them into the boat, right? This hire isn't just going to be for your organization. It's going to be for theirs, Uh, So maybe some of that is, hey, look, great. Yeah, we could start tomorrow. But what's your goal here? Uh, Is it short term? Is it long term? Is this, you know, and and so I think when you start pulling people into the boat, and they realize it's not just engaged prospect uh, that's taking on a new hire, they're essentially taking on a new hire, and you're helping to facilitate that. You know, when you start to think about that, uh, you can't, I don't know if you've ever seen these quotes about you can get something. You can get something fast and cheap, but you won't have the quality. You can get something right. quality fast, but it's not going to be cheap, right? Uh, everybody in the world, if you're a buyer, you want all three. Yep. But but when you start to break it down, you think about what you're selling, you realize that that's not possible. So, uh, I, it's I, it's it's not an easy problem. Uh, but uh, I, but hey, I'd love to even talk off air about it sometime.
0: Certainly, uh, maybe for another another day. I'll I'll I agree with your. Your approaches to to mitigate that issue. We've we've instituted um, very expensive but tremendous uh, behavioral software assessment tools to try to understand cultural fit, to try to better predict behavior, um, uh, preferences, things like that. It, it certainly doesn't replace the sit down conversation, like you mentioned earlier, but it it but it's can data. help. It's data. Yeah other you know probably the most fundamental other solution that we've incorporated really for the for a long time but as a business grows you know you start out and you have you have one customer and then you you have three and and until you hit this is probably the case for every every startup but until you hit some scale you're so you're hunting so hard to try to find any customer. You've not made the mental shift that you, Dan, have made when it comes to how you approach your work. Entrepreneurs tend to, you know, take bad projects, take take on bad customers, and that's how you learn what a good customer is. Sure. So to, to your point from about 10 minutes ago, one of the biggest fundamental things we've openly discussed and and tried to solve for is you know what that that guy that says I've been waiting for six months to pull the trigger and now I'm ready and I need to start Monday that's probably not the best organization to be working with so we've we've backed away not from that business like we we certainly will try to figure out how to make that work but we have backed away from this transactional this this really ties into the first topic that you were discussing it's not a transactional arrangement and there's humans involved, there's choices involved and there's, there's understanding of best practices involved. So if if we can't communicate effectively with a potential partner and say, look, I get it. You want to start Monday? Totally understood. Maybe we have some things that could temporarily start to support you, but ultimately we need to have the right person performing this work for you. And in order to do that, these things are typically required. Are you comfortable with that? Do you understand the methodology behind it? And are we going to be good partners for a long time to come? Yeah, and
1: look, that that may even work to your advantage when it comes to closing a customer. You know, you start the recruiting process. Uh, you know, as you get to certain levels of the the sales process, and you let them know early on, hey, you know what? I think that there's value here. If you're comfortable, what we'd like to do is we want to start the sourcing process on a candidate uh-huh. and that candidate may come up within the next two weeks, may take two months. Um, but you have to know that when we find a candidate, uh, if, if it's not the right time for you, we're going to need to find a home uh, with, with one of our other customers. Talk, talk about, talk about an easy, talk about something that's true. Number one, no, nobody, nobody yep. ever wants to be, feel like, Oh, this is the last one, you know, like you're buying a car and you know that you there's probably 50 other dealerships within a hundred <laughs> miles that have something similar. Right? right. But something that you, you're, you are essentially in a sales process selling, you know, human service. And there is, think about the quality difference, how vast that is between a junior performer and somebody that is seasoned big difference right? Exactly. So that, that can be a selling point for you as well.
0: It's, that is absolutely correct.